here we go, the Renaissance Life coming to you all the way from the place of dominion, our abode in Christ. Amen and amen and amen. I have a message. He gave me a title and then he strung some verses. So I believe I'm trusting the Lord to be able to touch upon these verses. These would be verses that are actually very familiar to me. As soon as I heard the title, I jotted the verses down. That's how a part of my life they truly are. And then if you've been around me for any length of time, you'd hear a lot of these verses. So, but we're going to listen with brand new years. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll open our heart to, to hear what he wants to communicate to us. And the title is established blameless, established blameless. The revelation of blamelessness. Can I say righteousness? is really, ah, it, it is our life in Christ. And I think because we've talked about the need of a revelation of a righteousness mindset, the revelation that he became sin, that I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that we've heard that phrase so often that I don't think we really fully understand what that is about. The revelation of righteousness is knowing that I'm blameless in the sight of God. That I'm without blame, without fault. He can't find fault in me. I think, I think when we get quiet within us, we'll be the first one to find a fault in ourselves. The first one we say, I missed it. Oh, again, I missed it. Maybe no one will see, but I know I missed it. God wants that eradicated, completely gone. And the way it's completely gone is when we become established in righteousness, established in this blameless understanding that the blood of Christ has cleansed us, has purchased us. We are brand new creation. Yes, back to being brand new. You see, the memories of failure are of your old man. The memories of falling again because you fell the other day or three years ago or 30 years ago, that memory back needs to be stripped away. And the way we do it is through establishing a new mindset, a, a mindset that because of his great love for me and for you, he sent forth his son as a propitiation, as, as a sacrifice, as the lamb slain before the foundation of the world to present us, you and I, the body of Christ now blameless in the sight of God. So we'll have boldness in that day of judgment. We have been talking about confidence. We've been talking about that we can have confidence because we're not of this earthly creation, right? And so uh, when we pin our mind to our reality that we are far above it all, that we are born of God, then the next thought is, what he has done for me, for me to be a brand new creation is the sacrifice of his son. And so we looked at verses in Hebrews and First um, John and the book of Acts. We looked at John and Peter. This is last week's message. And so today on the heels of that is this one, established blameless. 
Let's look at, I'm in 1 John, but really my main verse is from 1 Thessalonians. Let's go to 1 John 4, 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness, and that's the word we looked at last week, which was the word 39, actually two weeks ago, but even we touched upon it last week as well. Uh, it's the Greek strong concordance 3954, which means boldness, openness, um, fearlessness, confidence, cheerful courage. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness or confidence or fearlessness or cheerful courage in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world well yes because we're part of his body yes because we're brand new creation yes because we now bear the image of the firstborn son yes because he's the first among many brethren yes because we now have the holy spirit that is leading us in this mighty work of transformation from glory to glory yes because as he is so are we in this world Therefore, we can say in verse 18, there is no fear in love. In this boldness of persuasion that we call faith, established on the love of God, there is no fear. There is no fear because perfect love, matured love, grown-up love cast out fear. So here I can see that there is a walk of growing up that we are to do. Co-transformation. Be found in a forward move. Be found not looking back. Be found running a race that is very intense right now. Because perfect love has cast out fear. Nothing to hold you back. Nothing to look back longing for something. It's gone. It's a new day. There's no fear in love because fear involves torment. And if we're in torment, which is really a guilty conscience, then we'll take the blame. Then we'll disqualify ourselves from the love of God. Then we can't stand bold in the presence of God. Then we can't appropriate the living hope that we have in Christ. Because he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Because of what he has done for us. And we know what he has done for us. Given us the life of the son. He has given us the life of his son. In 1 John 3.16, this is what love looks like. When I read here, we love him because he first loved us. In 1 John 3.16, by this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us. And we also, yeah, let's continue verse, reading that verse, because that verse is not a half verse, it's a whole verse. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Wow. Wow. This is really what blameless looks like. A revelation of the love of God. A revelation of what he has done for us. So let's now go to 1 Thessalonians. I'm building the case of established blameless. And that is only in Christ, in the blood of Christ. 
So 1 Thessalonians 3.11 Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. This would be a demonstration of Paul laying down his life for the brethren. He's praying, Lord, direct our way to them so we can be a blessing to them, so we can minister the word of truth to them, so that we can impart a spiritual gift to them. Verse 12, and may the Lord, may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another. Because in this manner we know love, that he laid down his life for you. Thus and therefore we are to lay our life down for the brethren. And this is what Paul is saying, telling the Thessalonians. I pray that you abound, that you increase, not in more money, foolishness. In love to one another. That's your wealth. That's your riches. You're laying down your life is how you know your treasure is in heaven. And I can assure you'll never lack. You'll never lack because you've fully abandoned yourself to the mercy of God. You're fully committed and entrusted your life to the one that first loved you and the one that first loved you he says he knows the need you have before you even bring it to him in prayer the one that first loved you said a few weeks ago through the message here do not worry about your life in Matthew 6 you can't add a single cubit to your stature and so the desire of the father is here what Paul is expressing the way that the Lord will make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, and to all, and to all, just as we do to you. That's why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So, and this is verse 13. So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. You rooted and grounded in the love of God, producing fruit of righteousness, fruit that love produces, laying down your life for the brethren, is how there is an establishment of your heart to be blameless before your heavenly father. Because verse 13 says, so that he may. So <laughs> verse 12, may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you. You see, faith moves an action. Love, love that faith is established upon. Looks like laying my life down for another. We just read from 1 John. And so this, this life of being a living sacrifice to God is how we stand before him blameless. Yes, on the basis of the blood, but me being established in that foundation of the blood. What does the blood of Christ represent to you? 
The blood of Christ represents the life of God. The blood of Christ represents the love of God. And when you established, when you're rooted in the love of God, living out his life, which always looks like a living sacrifice, because it's not your old carnal life anymore. It's a brand new life. Newness of life through his resurrection from the dead. It's how we partake of this established blameless that he's already perfected, performed, finished, complete in Christ. It is done. But we are walking it out, this doneness. We are to be held accountable for walking it out. My last two dominion talks, if you go back to the last one, was turn around and the one before that. The title escapes me, but they're back to back. They really um, bring about um, the reality of living life accountable to God. And so from here, let's go to Ephesians. Because he has already made up his mind through what he has done, that we do have a right standing before him on the basis of the blood. Ephesians 1, 3, and let's not parrot it, let's meditate every word. Listen. Blessed be, blessed be. Our God is to be blessed today. Blessed be the God, not the world or worldly leader. My God. Blessed be my God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, my Father too, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him, we are chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame. You see, he's not holding anything against you anymore. It is time to drop the guilty conscience and this thought of earning acceptance with God. That is foul in the sight of God. It's almost like you're chipping the blood of Christ. It is like you don't really believe what he has done for you. What happens, though, is when we walk in the flesh, you see, Romans 8, 1, 2 says that when we walk in the Spirit, condemnation can't touch us. To walk in the Spirit is, we got a glimpse of it from 1 John and, and, and Paul to Thessalonians, laying down my life. What do you mean, Jesse? Me reckoning my outer man is walking in the Spirit. Yes, buddy, yes, yes, yes. Carnal man can't walk the walk of the Spirit. Only you born again, man, the Spirit man that you're feeding daily through the Word, establishing strength within you through the Word, through the meditation of the Word. Because God has made up His mind. He has already chosen us in Him. To be before him face to face, cross, face to face. Same breath, same gaze. 
same love, ah,、uh, same posture, oneness with Him. To be holy and without blame before Him, how in love, in love, rooted and grounded, established in love, like Paul tells the Ephesians. To know, to know the grandness, the vastness, the 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 expanse of the love of God, and you can't know it without beholding the cross. For God so loved the world, He gave His Son. Love is not mushy little feeling. Love looks like death. Oh my my! That's how God demonstrated His love. He sent His Son to die for us, so that we might live a new life. That is holy and blameless in His sight, because we're predestined to be adopted as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself. We're God's kids now, huh? According to the good pleasure of His will, it was His will. No one twisted God's arm. God, God, do this for little Desi. Come on, God, she's not that bad. Come on, Desi, or God, see Desi. No, no, God made up His mind. That was His perfect will for you and I. There was nothing good in Desi outside of Christ. And that was to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted. This is the revelation of being established blameless. To know I am accepted. What does it mean to know I'm accepted? Well, you know, when you're in a friendship with someone, and there's camaraderie, there is there is an acceptance of one another. There's no pretense. You can, like the word says, you can let your hair down. Mind you, we should always leave our hair down. Never pretend. But there's some relationships where you just are comfortable. You're accepted. God has accepted us because verse seven in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace that He has made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us. The mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Himself, in Himself. Let's turn over to chapter two in Ephesians. Establish blameless. Establish blameless is really walking in the love of God. Verse one. And you, He made alive. Point to yourself. You've been made alive today. You have already passed from death to life, never to taste death. Do not fear death today. In that day of judgment, be bold, be courageous, have a cheerful courage about you today. In the face of adversity, you laugh. In the face of adversity, you smile. You are made to overcome all adversity and eat it up, eat it up, because you've been made alive, and that circumstance is dead, dead. 
Don't give it life. Don't let it speak. Hush it down. You dead thing have no right to speak to me. No, I am the living one. I speak. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, in which you once walked. Dead in trespass and sin. Don't fool yourself. There's nothing good in the old nature. That old nature, when it had dominion over you, with Satan's dominion over it, did one thing for you, lead you into trespass and sin. Which was according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that Satan, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3, among whom also we all, we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Fleshy mind has desires to fulfill fleshy thoughts. Woe is me is a fleshy thought. Don't think of sexual immorality all the time. Being a fleshy thought. A fleshy thought is, woe is me, no one likes me. A fleshy thought is, I'll never make it. A fleshy thought is, God will not accept me with his foul behavior. If the behavior is foul, repent. Turn around. Come back to your first love. See that you're now establishing righteousness in you to sin no more. You have a brand new nature that would only lead you into greater life. Undergo the transformation of the Holy Spirit. Pray. Fellowship in the right fellowship. Because that's when we were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. And we are no more. You and I are no more children of wrath. Wrath is not your portion. You will never know the wrath of God. Unless, unless, we trample, trample the blood of Christ underfoot. You in Christ honoring the blood will never know the wrath of God. God for, but God who is rich in mercy. God has wrath, by the way. Don't fool yourself. Hell is real. Don't fool yourself today. You can just get away with any old carnal lifestyle. Don't act as the world and satisfy the desires of your flesh and your fleshy mind. It would take you back to the vomit that you were delivered out of. Being established in blameless looks like laying down my life. Not satisfying my life. Not preserving my life. You know, these are, these are tough days. I, I gotta preserve. I gotta do what they tell me to do in order to make a living. You know what that tells me? A lack of revelation of blameless. A lack of a revelation. I have a right standing with my heavenly father. 
and he has already justified me. He has already made provision for me. And that looks like the provision of Christ. I'm in Christ. I am in provision. I am in godly inheritance. I have a future and it's bright and brand and grand and glorious. Looks like dominion. Woo! Dominion. Looks like dominion. Establishing blamelessness looks like dominion where you are crushed. Like Larry Ronell had a message that day. Crunch, crunch, uh, crunch, crunch Satan under my feet. I'm not face to face with that foul thing. Oh, I'm stirred up. Under your feet, you keep that foul uh, enemy that's putting fault on you and putting blame on you. Shut up, devil. I have been justified through the blood of Christ, the living blood of Christ, that he presented his own self through the blood by the eternal spirit in the holy of holies, divine reality. Allow the reality of God to captivate you. Not just little stories. Yes, amen. Yes, that verse. I remember that verse. Someone pray for me. I'm stirred up. <laughs> Establishing blameless. Establishing blameless. But go back to Ephesians 2 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, rich in mercy. Because of his great love, do you see the love of God? Because of his great, not because of his little love, he felt pity for you. He felt pity, pity for Desi. Desi can do not. I'll just pity her. No, great love. Great love never pities. Great love always sees the goodness in Desi. He himself, he sees in Desi. The call of God he placed when I was in my mama's womb. Before the foundations of the world, he foreknew me. And he predestined me to be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my destiny. That's my reality. That's his will for my life. And it's because of his great love for me. With which he loved us. All of us he loved. Not just me and you. All of us. Even when we're dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. With Christ, not of your flesh. You can do nothing of your flesh. You can never make yourself alive. You can't sustain your life in your flesh. Not like a news flash. Not enough vitamins. Not enough doctor visits. Can sustain you. You've been made alive together with Christ. Is that your truth today? Well, if that's your truth, it will change the manner of your life because it will change the manner of your thoughts. You'll be established in blamelessness. By grace, you've been saved and raised up together. And not just made alive, but we raised up together. And he made us to sit, sit down, just sit down. Sit down, Desi. I got to stop. Oh, be saucy little thing, me. I don't want to sit down. I want to stand up. Just sit down, Desi. God tells me that sometimes. Sit down. Yeah, he did tell me the other day. Just sit down, Desi. Oh, my dear. I'm stirred up. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm grinning at myself. Not that you guys, me. 
He raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. It's because of his great kindness. It's because of his great love to you and I. For by grace we have been saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works as anyone should boast. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before the foundations, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Colossians, Colossians 1 really mimics it. So let's go there. This is part of Paul's prayer in, in 1, Colossians 1. Let's see. He's praying that we'll be filled with the knowledge of his will. And then verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. See that walk again? That you may walk worthy. See, when you know the will of God for your life that he just said. Okay, let's read it. Um, the end of, um, so Paul says, For this reason we also, verse 9, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask and to ask, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Important. This is important because when you know the will of God and have spiritual understanding and wisdom, the application of his will, the application of what the word communicates to me and what that looks like to be lived out, then we may walk, walk worthy of the Lord. So when I know that his will is for me to be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ, it brings forth a, a walk that is pleasing to my father because it's no longer I who walks the walk, by the way. It's the new man, the new creation man that is not of this lower creation. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful, and this is what a pleasing, worthy of the Lord walk looks like. Fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who is, this is the word, this is why I read it, establishing blameless. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So if God has qualified me to partake of his nature, to partake of his goodness, of his kindness, of his love, of he himself, who am I to disqualify myself? And yet, even Paul says, you know, he walked, he walked circumspectly before the Lord, lest after he had preached to all, he himself would disqualify himself. I'll tell you what disqualifies you is a guilty conscience. It's a lack of understanding of the power of the cross. Of why he died for you because he loves you. And that blood, his body was the ultimate price for your life. To have a right standing in holiness and blamelessness in Ephesians 1, Paul wrote. 
And in Colossians, what he talk about in verse 13, quickly I'll say that, that he is God has delivered us out of the power of darkness and transferred us, conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. When the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sin, he said the same in Ephesians. And so if we then go to the whole part, read until verse 21. I, I, I'm not going to read, but... Um, you may at home in your time. But here in verse 21, it, just like what he wrote to Ephesians, and you, that's me and you, and you who once were alienated. You once were alienated, foreigners, strangers, strangers to the covenants of God, far away from God, with no way to come to God. Aliens and enemies in your mind. That fleshy mind that has desires to wants, to wants to fulfill is an enemy to God. By wicked works, yet now, yet now, you're right now, right now in Christ, yet now. He has reconciled where? In your good works? No. He is reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. Through death, he died. So you'd be reconciled to God. What? He died so I'd be one with God to be accepted. And me, little old me now, will get into my little carnal mind and say, God doesn't love me. What? What sacrilegious thought that is. What an unholy thought that is. After he's telling me that in his body I've been reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to what present me holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Look at 23 though. If indeed you continue in the faith. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast and then not moved away, this is not the hour to be moved away from the hope of the gospel which we heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul, became a minister. Not a time to walk away from the scripture. It's not the time to be moved away from the confidence you had in the beginning. Lest we slip and slide and revert to the old ways that were, that were really against God. We were enemies to God. Second Corinthians. Yeah. We're rising up because the time to arise. We're rising up because this is the time to arise. Maritila. For I'm for you. From for you. And I say, arise. Woo. God says, for I'm for you, and I say, arise. And so we arise. Amen. So it's really the portion that's like um, a true expression of Paul's heart that he wants to be found obedient in what he does and when he does it. And so I'm really going for verse 21, but I'll start from 17. Therefore, when I was planning this, did I do it lightly, planning to come to Macedonia? Or, or, or the things that I plan, do I plan according to the flesh? Do I make decisions out of a fleshy mind that has desires to fulfill? No. Hmm. Let's read that again. 
Or the things that I plan, do I plan according to the flesh? That with me, there should be yes, yes, and no, no. So if you're in the yes, yes, no, no, your plans are of the flesh. If there's any wavering, you've not been established. Or the things I plan, do I plan according to the flesh? That with me, there should be yes, yes, and no, no. The wavering for me in my personal walk, when I start wavering or hesitate, I know that moment I'm giving my flesh a moment to come against the word of God. Once I have heard an instruction from the Lord, if I hesitate at that moment, I'm allowing my flesh to say no to the word of God. And so this yes, no is really what fleshy, fleshy mindset looks like. But as God is faithful, verse 18, our word to you was yes. But as, as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no. There's no wavering in Christ. It's not like one day he loves you more, and next day because you're a little bit carnal, he doesn't love you anymore. But what happens is when we go in carnal mindset and we want to stay there and we many times don't even know how to get out of it, I'll tell you the way out is always repentance. Shift your thought. Take captive that thought. No, that's, that's a lie. No, that's of the old man. I have a new thought. God's for me. And so... For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by Mr. Venice and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. In him was yes. When he said, you are accepted, it's yes forever. When he says, you're blameless, it's yes forever. When he says, you're holy before him in Christ, it's yes forever. But the one that can stop the forever, it's you and I choosing in our mind to become enemies of God. Through doubt and belief and therefore harden our hearts, stiffen our necks and go by the way of rebellion that the Jews of old went. And he says these stories are for your admonition lest you revert back and go back. That's why he said, if you continue, Colossians, in this faith, if you continue in this confidence in the hope of the gospel, stay in the yes of God. Can I say it this way? Stay in the yes of God. In the divine yes of God. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. This is it. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ, this establishing in righteousness, in blamelessness, in, in holiness, is in Christ. And the one that has anointed us is God. You see, this is a finished work of God that I'm now qualified to partake of through faith, through faith, through faith. I continue through faith, knowing if we go to Jude, having this confidence in Jude 24. 
right before the book of Revelation. So faith is a confidence in God and what God has said. And God has said, we just looked at, especially in Ephesians and Colossians, that he has already made up his mind. That now in this new creation reality that I'm in, in Christ, in the body of Christ that is not of this earthly creation that we spoke of last week. God has made up his mind that in this state of being, in my new creation, I'm ever before him. It's an eternal yes towards me. And I stand blameless, not condemned, not guilty, not finding fault. He's not saying to me, Desi, come a little closer so I can show you your faults. No, God says, Desi, don't run away. Stay close to me because you and I are one, Desi. Because he alone, in verse 24, Jude, to him who's able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless, to present you blameless, guiltless, stop the guilt trips, stop the fault fighting, draw a line, it's a new day. I trust God. What God has said, it's what God has said. It has been established, and I'm establishing his word in my heart. Because he alone will present me faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God, our Savior, who alone is wise. Be glory and majesty dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. I think I'll stop here. I have some verses from Hebrews for next week. Amen. Establish blameless before him forever. That's it.